you do not have a business, not for long, without sales. But many of us make that mistake. Many of us try to have a business without the actual sales component. If you believe in your product, if you believe in how your product will help your prospect, the person who's going to potentially buy it, then sales is not cheesy. It is necessary. Do not rob them of the opportunity to improve their situation because you have some negative narrative in your mind about sales. Welcome to Pivot Me, where we give business tips and mental hacks so you can move past your biggest obstacles and live the life you've earned. And now your host, business advisor and performance expert, April Garcia. For years, I made large companies larger and rich people richer. Now I coach driven entrepreneurs to hack success, create more time and get better results through high performance habits, the multiply me method, and a little mental gymnastics. On Pivot Me, I talk to thought leaders and experts sharing our successes, our many scrubs, and how we can all use both to move us to the next level. Join us and learn real simple steps to pivot you and your business towards the life you've earned. Today, we're doing a little bonus, a little extra that we're doing here at Pivot Me, and this is a sales series. It was born from the needs of listeners and clients. When you tell us what you need to be successful, when you send us a DM or an email, we listen. We want you to get ahead, to do great, to build something great, and to help others be great. Educate, elevate, and execute. It is both you know, elevating yourself, elevating someone else, educating yourself, educating somebody else. When we learn, let's pass that on. And well, the execution, don't execute anybody else, but definitely execute on the tasks that we talk about. So when you let us know, hey, I'm having a hard time with execution or hey, I'm not really sure how to proceed with this piece of my business, we jump in. So thanks for letting us know that you're, you know, struggling with with sales. You know, this is really for someone who who knows their craft really well, but maybe struggle with that sales component. And For those who have connected with us on LinkedIn, thank you. We've got the Pivot Me newsletter on there. It is going amazing. If you're on LinkedIn, be sure to connect with me, April Garcia, in parentheses, McKeegan, my maiden name, M-C-K-E-E-G-A-N. Let's connect there. All right. So let's get into this. Who is this podcast for? So part one of our sales series is for people that know their craft well. Like I was saying, they're really good at the thing they do but maybe they don't know how to sell it well. Maybe it's because they don't like selling. You think, hey, I'm not good at it or it's cheesy, it's sleazy. Maybe it's because you think that if you add so much value to a prospect, then there will be no need to sell. If so, if you think that, then this podcast is for you. Now, we don't talk about sales all that much on this podcast. It is not one of the five Pivot Me pillars, but let me be clear, sales and negotiation is everywhere. It runs the world. I do not think it's cheesy. I do not think it's sleazy. But at one point, I did. I can still remember when I was probably 19, I remember saying I could do just about any job in the world, but I could never be in sales. I remember those words so clearly. Yeah, I was probably about 19. So it was when I was studying at the University of Nevada, Reno. I actually wanted to be a doctor. Specifically, have we have we talked about this? Have, we, have you and I had this conversation? I don't feel like we have. So... Well, you know what? It's Christmas time. 
it's not really Christmas, but you know, we're about to give you a present. So buckle up. Let's let's have this conversation real quick. So so I wanted to be a doctor, but not just any doctor. I wanted to be an epidemiologist. Yes, I wanted to be an epidemiologist before, you know, Dr. Anthony Fauci made being one cool. Actually, I'm I'm not sure that Dr. Fauci made made it cool. He probably made it even more nerdy than it already was. Once I decided that I didn't want to be a doctor, I went into business and then eventually sales. Learned damn near everything I could about sales through the years. I trained some of the top sales organizations, top top leadership and training orgs and, and associations, trained other people, teams all over the world. Sales and business go hand in hand. You do not have a business, not for long, without sales. But many of us make that mistake. Many of us try to have a business without the actual sales component. If you believe in your product, if you believe in how your product will help your prospect, the person who's going to potentially buy it, then sales is not cheesy. It is necessary. Do not rob them of the opportunity to improve their situation because you have some negative narrative in your mind about sales. So let me tell you what happened about sales last week. So last week I sat down with a PR firm. It was last week, about last week, maybe two weeks ago. We did a two-day strategy session with them where we go over everything from setting quarterly goals, annual goals for your business. Sometimes it's uh, SWOT analysis. Sometimes it's just identifying your one move each month to propel your business forward. Sometimes it's a review of your operation and sales. There's a lot of things that we can do in those two-day events. Now, the owner of the PR firm that I sat down with she is amazing at PR. She's telling me, you know, these amazing things and the value that she brings to the marketplace. I'm convinced that she, there's a lot of evidence and I'm convinced she's really good at her craft. Now, since she was about to head to a conference after her time with me and she, you know, bought a booth, um, she was going to be talking to a lot of prospects. I asked her some sales 101 questions. For example, I said, hey, what's your elevator pitch? Now, elevator pitch is sort of one to three lines that you say to someone in an elevator, at a networking event, at a booth, at a conference that quickly conveys what you do and who you do it for. Now, she, like so many other small business owners, didn't have one. And it took us a day and a half to land on one. She was about to go to a conference and she didn't have her elevator pitch. I'm not trying to call her out. I'm using her as an example of what so many of us do. We perfect our craft, but we forget the element of sales. We know what we do. We know we do it well even, but putting it into concise words to a prospect, well, that's when things get a little tricky. Hey, Pivoter, I see you taking notes. I see you applying things into your business and life. Great work. But what if you could do it on a Zoom call with me? Well, here is your invite. I am hosting a free live event on Zoom where I get to know you, your challenges, and help you work through them as we accelerate your growth together. This is a free virtual event, and I'd love for you to join. Hop over to pivot-me.com backslash event and save your spot now. We'll keep these small. They will fill up. I'd love for you to be there. Again, it's pivot-me.com backslash event. We'll also put the link in the show notes and I'll see you there. Now I'm going to let you in on a little behind the scenes for a business advisor. So it's sort of a business advisor red flag. When you ask someone what they do or you ask them how they would explain it to a prospect and they say these dreaded words, they say, well, it's kind of hard to explain what I do. 
This, my friends, is the sales kiss of death. If someone says it's kind of hard to explain what I do, I can almost guarantee them they've got a sales problem. So if it's hard for you to explain, then it's hard for people to buy from you. Confused prospects don't buy. Confused prospects do not hand over their hard-earned cash and go, well, this kind of sounds vague, but I guess I need you. It doesn't work. They go, huh, that's interesting. And then they move on, giving their cash to somebody else somebody else who makes a better offer. That does not mean that the best product always wins. Oftentimes the best product doesn't win. It's the best sales pitch, the best offer. Now this PR firm I was sitting down with was amazing. The owner taught me lots of things I didn't know about PR. Like I was thinking, wow, I need to put this into my business to practice. It was very, very valuable. She was an encyclopedia of information on PR and marketing. Excellent at it. But Though good at marketing, she had forgot the sales piece. You see, sales rarely happen without you making an offer. So what is sales? What of sales? So, okay, if you're a chef and you have the most remarkable entree, this amazing plate, it's like like the best in the world, right? Just by, by independent evaluation, it would be considered the best in the world. But if nobody knows about it, It doesn't matter how good the product is. Your efforts are ineffective. You have to tell people, you have to tell hungry people about your amazing entree. That's marketing, telling them about it. That's the marketing. But getting the hungry people to actually buy your entree, that's the sales. They need to buy the product, but you have to guide them to your offer. Like you can't just go, well, I'm just going to keep working on my product development and it'll be so good people can't say no. (laughs) Well, only if you offer it to them. If they don't know about it, they can't buy it. You have to guide them across the finish line. So when I say offer, what do I mean? So there's lots of ways to define an offer in sales, but we're going to keep it really simple. When You'll see that there's a lot of of names for a lot of things if you're new kind of to the sales world. I'm going to do my best to just clearly articulate it simply. Okay. So an offer is when you clearly articulate the product or service you have to sell someone and then you ask them for the business. Now, how you do it, there's a hundred ways on how to do that, more than that. But essentially, if I own an amazing PR firm, we specialize in, let's say, communicating inspiring messages on extremely sensitive topics. We are the best in the world at it. And I see that I can help you with your national communication plan. I'd like to start you off with our on-site two-day strategy session so we can achieve X, Y, Z. That could be an offer. There are lots of ways to do this, but it needs to be clear to your prospect, prospect being the person you're trying to sell to, what you have to sell and how they can purchase said thing from you. We cannot simply wow someone with the encyclopedia of information we have and go, huh, if I add so much information to this person, then they're just going to say, great, I think I need that. How do I give you money? That's not how sales works. So let's let's talk through some of the basic sales info so we have this foundation to work with in our sales series. I'm going to give you some simplified definitions. And as I talk through these, write them down and then fill them out for you, for your business. Once we have these foundations, the next week I'll expand on sales, what your avatar is, your primary, secondary, and tertiary audience, and then how to talk to your prospects, ultimately how to sell to your prospects. So let's start with the basics. I keep using this word prospect, prospect, sometimes called a lead, 
many people consider a lead is actually the step before the prospect. But again, we're not going to get in the weeds. Um, for our purposes, we're just going to say someone who you believe needs your, your product or service and you're going to be engaging with them. So in the PR firm, it could be my prospect is a large national company who I believe needs a PR firm. Okay, so that's who a prospect is. Let's define elevator pitch. Let's say it's a one to three lines sentences that you would say to someone, a prospect, in an elevator, a networking event that can quickly convey who you are, what you do, and who you do it for, and ultimately why it matters. We're going to expand on the elevator pitch because that part is very important. We're going to talk about that next week. Next definition we'll give you, a product or service. Now, again, this is not dictionary definitions. I'm kind of overlapping from from years in sales and I'm just trying to get you the most important information as quick as possible. So product or service. Many people separate out product or service. For example, a product can be a physical product like I sell laptops, I sell roofing equipment, I sell custom jewelry, widgets. It can be a digital product, for example. So I... Um, at Pivot Me, we own a digital product. It's called the Multiply Me course on productivity. So that's a digital product. It's not physical. It doesn't sit in a warehouse somewhere. People buy it and then download it right onto their computer. Services, on the other hand, could be something that you provide for people that doesn't have like a product attached to it, like uh, consulting, haircutting, counseling, tattooing. I just threw that last one in there to make sure you're still listening. But for our purposes today, we're going to lump them all, services and product, and just call them products. So anything that you're selling to someone, we're going to call it a product. All right, moving on to the next definition, offer. The ways that someone can do business with you. So again, the example I gave was a PR firm. So if I offer a one-day strategy session for $12,000 where we overhaul your company's communication plan and chart a year-long content calendar, for example, um, and this helps you retain existing clients and attract new ones, great. That PR firm's offer, that's what that was. That was the PR firm's offer. You can have um, multiple products, but you have to be able to convey what the offer is and you have to ask for the business. So in that example, I said who she was, what she does. I even said a price and I told her that they should do business with us. Like we can help you get more business. That is an offer. Now, you can really get in the weeds with this stuff, like I said, but I want to keep it basic for this first episode. So let's let's pause there in our sales series and let's kind of wrap this thing up. So I've given you some definitions. Now, take those definitions and flesh them out for your own business. What's your elevator pitch? We're going to go into that far more in depth next next week. But do you have an elevator pitch? What does it sound like? Do you know who your prospects are? Is it clear what your product is? When you talk to people, do you make offers? And again, we're going to go into this more in depth. Prospect, elevator pitch, product, offers. This is what we've covered today. I want you to apply this to your business. Now, if you've listened to this first part of the series and thought, hmm, I don't have an elevator pitch, or hmm, it's hard to explain what I do. Or if you say, this is very common, if you said my prospect, well, that's anybody who will give me money. Whoa, 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 we've got some work to do. Now, you're in good company because lots of people say that. Like my prospect, I'll sell to anybody who gives me money. We need to establish your avatar if that's the case. Avatar meaning your ideal client. Don't worry, we're gonna do that in the very next episode in our sales series. We're digging into it next week. So join us for part two in our Pivot Me sales series. Until then, Make it a great day. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at the April Garcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.